All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have a very special Hate Week episode, episode, episode. An episode. An episode, a special Hate Week episode with, of course, me, Mason, and Newt, and a very special guest, Hakeem Butler, will be joining us very shortly. But of course, if you are listening to this, then actually, you know what, I might, I, I'm going to redo it. I'm going to redo it. Okay. Spend months, dude. Wow. Three, two, one. All right. Welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have a very special Hate Week episode, and we are joined by Hakeem Butler today. He's going to give us some insight as to his old playing days with Iowa State, how he prepared for Cyhawk, and of course, we will dive into a debrief of the awesome incredible you and i game but if you are listening to this then of course you know that we are brought to you by bnc fieldhouse head on over to bnc fieldhouse for the best drinks on welch avenue as well as the best place to watch the big game obviously we have a big one coming up here this saturday so if you are not able to make it into jack trice then please head on over support our boy ben at bnc fieldhouse they have five dollar liquor bush lights pitch or excuse me liquor and bush light pitchers for five dollars that's incredible for happy hours every single day and on top of that they have wing wednesday for 50 cent wings two dollar pints and four dollar long island iced teas and plenty more deals and i'm sure they'll have something rocking this wet this saturday for the cyhawk game so head on over there support our boy ben and without further ado we will get into our long-awaited cyhawk preview and then boom insert intro music right here That was a little bit more of a brutal preview, but I don't, I don't think um, people are going to stop listening. Th- there are some previews I do when I, where I'm like, I think people might just completely next this episode within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. They're like, I, I think I'm good for the day. <laughs> All right. Well, today, like I mentioned, we have Hakeem Butler on the pod. To join us with a little bit of a UNI debrief and, of course, preview the Cyhawk matchup, which we'll get to momentarily. But we are going to look in the past a little bit, discuss a little bit on how we feel about the Panthers game. Um, you know, Hakeem, you were there, so I'm just going to pass the torch to you. How was the energy at Jack Tri Stadium? What did you think of the play calling, the defense, all of it? Give me your thoughts. Um, I, I feel like. It was a great game. Uh, just starting with the atmosphere, just being back in Jack Trice. I feel like I haven't been there in a while. It was it was amazing. I mean, still electric, fans still crazy as ever. Um, and I feel like, I mean, of course it'll be crazier this week coming up, but fans are still crazy as ever. I feel like for the team, it was definitely like a, a filling out process. I mean, first game of the season, you know, you're trying to figure out what you got. Because camp shows you one thing, but when the bullets start flying, you see totally different people, you know. Um, such a new roster too. Oh uh, yeah, like I'm I'm never really like super well versed on the roster. Like most fans, like I just kind of just watch and then throughout the play, I'll just decide who I think is the good players and who's the bad players. Uh, that's kind of what I do. But um, so who are the bad players? You know, I, I'm not here to put anybody down. I'm just unless <laughs> not on my team, I won't put anybody on our team down. Other teams, yeah, fuck them. But uh. <laughs> We got a lot of good players on the Iowa State's team, I'll say that. And I think, I think you know, once roles get more carved out, I think things will come even more clear. All right. I like that. Well, I'll say what surprised me was I cannot believe this stat even exists. We ran 45 plays last weekend, which is the fewest in a win since 1961 against Oklahoma State. I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't at all. It's pretty just insane. So no, I'm just gonna leave that there. That's that's crazy because I mean I don't think I don't know if I've ever played a game with like 45 snaps unless we like played Iowa or like Kansas State where they just had the ball for eight minutes a quarter. So that's like that's kind of crazy. It's crazy that it was against you and I. I think um you know one big takeaway from that was just how impressed I was with the defense. I we could go into almost every single level. I thought the DBs were incredible. Um, but our defensive line, holy shit. I mean, part of it was we have the offensive line coach from you and I, who is now on Iowa state, okay, which, that helps. 
Yeah, it does. And, and I think I'll, I'll get to our old line, but part of it could have just been, hey, he knows maybe some of the holes on the you and I offensive line. So maybe he was giving a little bit of, you know, defensive scouting advice. I, I mean, that's just me being a conspiracy theorist a little bit, but no, that's, holy that's, shit. That's how, that's how the game goes. Like if you, yeah. got, if you got information, we're not like, nobody's not trying to like take every advantage you can. Like, trust me, like even to yeah. the highest level, it's like, it's like, yeah, you was just with that team. What do you know? Like come in here give us what you know. And we'll deal with the rest of it. Good. Because I mean, they, oh my gosh. Dominique Orange, um, Tyler Onyadim, I might have pronounced mispronounced his name. They yeah. were they were just they were unstoppable. And you know, the UNI QB, which I, whose name I'm forgetting, I think it's like Seth something, I don't know. Um, Newt, do you know his name? The UNI quarterback. Yeah. It's Theo should... Day. Theo Day. Where did I get Seth? Um, I mean, dude, they some draft scouts have him going in like the late rounds. Um, yeah. A lot of people believe he's like the best quarterback in the state of Iowa. And dude, holy shit, he looked bad. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if he looked bad, but man. Personally, like, we played you and I a lot. Like, in my time there and all the years of Iowa State, that was one of the worst you and I teams I saw in a while. Like, and I heard somebody say something about the quarterback situation. I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I don't see it, you know? Like, maybe, maybe, you know, he'll show something later on, but like, I'm always I'm always the kind of guy like I love a person's body of work, but like I would rather look at how you play against your best opponents, you know, like like they won't I don't know how many big schools they'll play. So if I'm playing Iowa State, like this has to be the game I show up. Any game like my coaches told me I was going against a big time D B or or someone that was supposed to be of like notoriety, like it's time to really like put your shit together and like put it on tape. So I don't think he did the best so if he gets drafted we'll see we will see for sure yeah we'll see i think my biggest takeaway from this was the special teams i i was pumped punting i've never gotten more excited over punts before but like the first bomb of a punt that got downed at the one i was i let out like i had to watch this game on my phone the entire time which sucked but i i let out like a I was in public. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, it was it was one of those things, like, um, just Tyler Perkins went off this game. Special teams oh. was great. And the 56-yard field goal was just the, you know, like, the cherry on top. Um, it's, it's wonderful to have some good special teams. Obviously, going against Iowa, it will be crucial to have good special teams. But it was nice to at least see that unit look like they were you know kind of not rusty or, or anything like that like you know whatever i will be a different story but at least showing their um you know like they're a pretty strong unit so far was great i mean jalen noel was awesome on returning punts as well we got some great blocks and like lane set up on, on both of the punt returns too that has me you know feeling good about our ability to control you know um field position uh with special teams this year so hopefully that continues but that was honestly by far my my favorite thing to watch which sounds whatever but when it's been such like a little bit of an achilles heel for a lot of games it's it was really refreshing to see and hell when it's like 10 percent of the plays like 10 percent of the game being just dog shit year over year you're gonna lose more games than you should just because of that 10%. Like, football is such a game of inches. Like, you can't have an entire unit be consistently bad. And so the fact that – and, I mean, I'm not going to vote over here because it was just one game. And I think we still have the same special teams coordinator we did last year. And, um, hell, I, I would love to be proved wrong, but he did not do much last year. And so, yeah, it's it's a great first sign going into the season that maybe, just maybe, we fixed our Achilles heel. That's it's it's okay to be excited about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, we had it was, Rory. It was, on. it was pretty impressive. It was. Well, Rory on, and he said the thing about you know special teams is the biggest change in field position. So, um, you know, that's an important part to be focusing on, it, it, especially when it's like us. You know, we are gonna have maybe an offense that needs as many yards as possible or short fields as possible and a defense that can stop teams and really 
you know, work the field position in that way, it's nice to have those units working to make things easier for both. But Hakeem, did they ever throw you on special teams like freshman year or anything? Throw you in a gunner? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I've always told Campbell that that kind of messed me up for the uh, for the league because when I got to the league, everyone just wanted me to play special teams, uh, and I didn't embrace it my rookie year, which was a uh, which was definitely like a a fault, like a bad thing of mine, but. As I've gone through this journey, like I love special teams. Like it's like I'm a mismatch to everybody. But at Iowa State, like nobody, they didn't put me on anything. I probably got maybe ten special team snaps my whole career at Iowa State. That's honestly more than I thought initially. I don't know if I ever saw you on special teams. So yeah, Allen would come out and they would put me in and blocking sometimes, and I'm like, what the hell y'all got me out here doing? So <laughs> gosh. Well, the only other thing I want to touch on, well, we could touch on a lot because, again, our DBs look incredible. Jeremiah Cooper, Miles Purchase with the sack, TJ Tampa, we just know he's good. Um, and then Bo Freeler, same same gig, you know, he's just incredible. Our running backs, not much of a surprise. Usually if you're in a Matt Campbell system, you're going to look pretty good. Abu Sama is a guy who's, you know, born and raised in Iowa, I think at least. Uh, I know he went to Southeast Polk and he was an incredible athlete in high school. And it just is kind of being that that hometown hero. But Cartavius Norton, I, I know that Abu is the guy that I think a lot of people are going goo goo gaga over. It's like a shiny new toy. They just want to play with it, you know. But, Cart- dude, Cartavius is just so damn good. Like, uh, what's, what number is he before you like 26? Does that sound right? I could be wrong. 24, maybe? I don't know. Did he change his number? He was five last year. Okay, there was a five. Uh, the numbers. Okay, that's, that's Norton. Yeah, he was Abu five was last 20, year. Twenty-four. I think he was Abu. Damn it. Twenty. Okay. Abu was twenty-four, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it I is Abu. So. so Cartavius is number five. I don't know, but having both of them in the backfield is is so good. I mean, and our our O line looked fantastic. Again, I'm tempering my expectations on them because we're going to get a real test against Iowa and their D-line. But do we have anything else on you and I? Oh, Becht. Of course, I want to talk about Becht. So three TDs, two passing, one rushing on only 13 pass attempts. So they didn't like, you know, throw him too much into the woods. But he was 10 for 13. I thought he went through his progressions really well. I just love his release, dude. He just throws such a like beautiful ball. And he looked pretty accurate. He missed a couple throws, I think, but for the most part, I you know he he went the the right direction with with the ball, um, threw it mostly accurate. And again, I, he he showed an ability to move in the pocket, and I, I like it when you can move in the pocket. Like I I was never good at that. I don't really understand how QBs can be so good at that. But he escaped <laughs> the pocket a couple times. But for the most part, he was staying where he should have, and he was kind of maneuvering around it very well. I don't know. I I think he could just be a very you know good key piece for our team. I don't know. I know you're a JJ Cole guy new. He looked good. Yeah. I think they both had good pocket awareness. No one got sacked. I think that's a great, uh, <laughs> that's sick. Great little stat. No sacks. We, we got, um, we got sacked a lot last year too. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I didn't really get to see from this was I didn't feel like a lot of people slung the ball like downfield. It felt like, yeah, I hate to say it, but it felt a little like Tom Manning-esque of a lot of still some short no. crosses and like, you know, like no. just, just, just like kind of easy throws for the quarterback, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think you can't really get a good gauge of like where they're maybe at as passers right now, because it felt like a lot of the routes were kind of these underneath short crossing, you know, roll out, hit a guy who's also rolling the sideline thing. So, you know, obviously Beck got the majority of carry or uh, drives and and far out out uh, exceeded Cole's stats. But I, I was I don't know. I, I'm in the camp of like throw with this year low expectations. Kind of throw the the freshman guy Cole in. But I mean Beck is technically a freshman too. But um, I'm, I don't I'm gonna fight you on I'm gonna fight you on some of those points. Good. Okay, good. I want to hear your points. 
Uh, well, I mean, like, I have kind of a bias with Beck. I mean, his dad was my XFL coach, which was, uh, you know, oh, always good for that. Coach Beck. Yeah, yeah, that was like that was a connection. That was a or uh, and I got to like meet Rocco a couple of times, just coming to games. Um, I'll be honest, you know, I'm I'm never for putting a player down, but I was not a fan of the quarterback played last year. So like, I'm I was definitely excited about uh, just to see a change I, this year. I think this is one of the time frames you, you can say that, and no one's gonna slap your hand, Hucky. So yeah, we're all <laughs> on the same boat here. So, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, Rocco, he I think he played a great game. Um, they told me because I mean, like I talked to the coaches and stuff, and they they kind of told me who they were like super excited about. Because when I come to the game, the first thing I ask, I'm like, all right, so who's our best player? Who am I looking out for? Like, what's the deal? Um, so I mean, they told me they were super excited about the running backs, like how the, how they believed in all the running backs could like. They were just saying great things about the running backs and the tight ends and the receivers, and they said both the quarterbacks are going to snaps today, and. Uh, Rocco played a great game. I'll agree with you there. Um, the play calls, I think, I think like for Shieldhouse, I mean, this is his first time calling plays too. So I think, like I said, it was a feeling out process for everybody. I think he called a great game. Um, really just to see what he had and literally everybody. Like I feel like everybody got a chance to to make a play or two in that game. Uh Rocco, what what did you say he was 10 to 13? Yeah. Yeah, 10 to 13. Yeah, I think I think the only three that he missed were like three deep shots where I feel like they weren't like supreme overthrown where like we can't like, yeah. work on that. You know what I'm saying? Like there were literally three deep balls that he threw and one of them I thought like could have been caught and the other two I think yeah. were just like maybe a step or two, which can be fixed on both ends. And it's just for reps and stuff. And the young guy uh, was JJ Cole. Um, yeah, JJ. I think I think like he, I think yeah, I think he just looks young. He looked a little sped up. I mean, first time in there, like I said, when bullets flying, you look a little sped up. But he's like a big dude though. Like he's like he's like my height. I, yeah, like I think like I think like a year in in like a program in the program and like maybe getting some more opportunities to get into the fire. He'll be like a good player. I didn't really get to see him use his arm much just because. I felt like he was one read and like go, which is like normal for like a like a young guy. You know, you don't you feel those dudes coming in on you like I gotta go. And he used his legs real well. He was just jumping too much for me. He was scaring me. Like I don't I don't like to see dudes my quarterback get hit at all. So he was like trying to hurdle and shit. I'm like, yo, just stay on the ground and, and slide, bro. <laughs> yeah. I you know, going into this season going into last season, I was big on Beck. You know, he was a true freshman. I I'm a film guy. Oh, I, I shouldn't say crazy on film. I, I just love watch, watching quarterback film. I don't know why, but I really liked his film. Like I said, I love his release. I think he throws a beautiful ball. And I was wanting to see more of him last year than we did. However, I'll admit that the snaps that we saw of him last year, he looked pretty raw. He looked pretty like small and young. And so I do think at the time, Deckers was probably our, our better QB in the in the locker room. But going into this season, I, I was you know equally as high on him, and I kind of felt the exact same about JJ. Like I th I think JJ can be very good, but at this time, I would have a really hard time believing that what we just saw of Beck and you know the few snaps we saw of JJ. I I just don't think JJ is quite ready. Um, maybe I'll be wrong. Like maybe he'll you know take the reins at the end of the season. I don't think so, and that's not what I want. Newton, I touched on this. The depth chart came out, and we also saw that Campbell was planning on playing both of them. This is the only position I don't want to see two people get snaps. Maybe on the first game of the year. Sure. You yeah, what, is, All right. what is this? How, is it, how does the saying go? If you got if you got two if quarterbacks, you got, two you, quarterbacks, got no quarterbacks. you got none. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I would much too. rather just, you know, commit to Rocco. I think it's pretty noticeable that he's better right now. Um, and and that's what we need right now. And and also at the same time, like I, I think he works better for our offense. You know, we don't we haven't historically had the greatest offensive line again with our new O, o line coordinator. I hope I'm wrong, but 
with our O-line situations that we've had in the past, the reason why Brock Purdy did well is because he's nimble. He can, he's evasive. He can move left and right very well. And that's what you need in order to like move in the pocket. That's why I, I talked about Beck in that you and I game. I thought he's moving well in the pocket and he scrambled outside the pocket and threw well when he needed to. Now, JJ, his mobility is, is more so limited. And I will say he looked a little bit better from a running standpoint than I thought on the couple times that we saw it, but it's still not the right way. I don't know. I, I would just much rather have a more nimble quarterback behind our offensive line. Um, I just think that's, that's what really limited Deckers because he wasn't very evasive last year. He was more up and down the field, which can be good for specific designed runs if the hole opens quite a bit, but it, it just, it doesn't, it's not always going to work. You have to have the ability to create your own space. And I think Rocco does that very well. So, I'm a Rocco guy. I want to ride with him for the rest of the year until he completely shits it down his leg, which I hope doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I, I say roll with him until we absolutely can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with you on that. Uh, I think football is like a, a mental sport more than it is a physical thing, and I like to just let people's roles be known so you can prepare. And if Rocco's a guy, I'm just like just tell him he's a guy, and then. Let's go. And like uh, like you said, two quarterbacks is no quarterback, and you can't game plan for, like, a quarterback who, that can run the ball, too. That's just a different dimension you can't game plan for. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like Rocco. I, I hope he is good at sliding, though, because he is a, a relatively smaller guy. So <laughs> I don't want him taking any big hits. But, um, yeah, do you guys have anything else on you and I before we officially move over to Cyhawk? My team sucked. <laughs> yeah, they were not good. I hate the Panther Hawks. We get to face <laughs> or the Purple Hawks. Uh we get to face two Hawk teams in a row. So Yeah. It's it just sucks that they, you know, all those Hawk fans are gonna have to go to Jack Trice two weeks in a row to I, face yeah. a loss. It's a really <laughs> big bummer. Um so to talk about the Cyhawks, the Hawkeyes have always beat Iowa or Iowa State at home. I mean, we have not beat them in Ames since 2011. That's eh, I don't love that. Hakeem, how come we never beat them when you were there? Um, you had some touchdowns too. Yeah, literally, Coach Mouse uh, was literally telling me some stat about me while I was there. I think the most points scored on them or some shit that I did, but like. I, I literally always say, like, I, I don't think we're built to, like, play each other, which is, like, one thing. Uh, Iowa State's team now looks way more, like, balanced in the terms of, like, they got pass rushers, they got run stoppers. Like, I, I think, like, when I was there, we were kind of, like, we were smaller, built for the Big 12, just mostly pass rushers. Um a lot of speed, you know, and Iowa, you know, they're built for the Big Ten or whatever fuck conference they're in, and they're going to always have a first-round alignment or two or three or whatever, and they're going to run the fucking zone, and you just got to fucking get in the way and stop it, you know? Like, I'm not big on defense or whatever, knowing it, but, I mean, it's just, I, I fucking hate that team to my core. Uh, literally my last year, literally the only thing that almost made me come back was because I didn't beat them and I didn't want to leave like that. But we've had great teams. Just couldn't finish. It's, it's all about finishing and being physical. You guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. So when yeah, it comes okay. to the hype leading up to the game, I think I know your answer because I, I think you're wired just way differently than me, I guess. But um, like – Buying into the hype, leaning, like listening to the hype, is that a good or bad thing for most athletes? I know for you, it's a good thing. Like you are one of the players where you can tell that your game increases the more hyped up you are. Um, And and that's why I I always thought it was so cool whenever you would give those little chirps or or sometimes taunt the other team, because I think it allowed you to play at just a completely higher level. So for you, I know it's good. So maybe it's hard to ask you this question, but when it comes to the team as a whole, is it something that you think is good to listen to the hype and kind of buy in on the hype? Or is it something to just kind of tune out everything the week you're preparing for Iowa and just, you know, be tunnel visioned in 
Um, I, I guess I know it's it's hard to, uh, you know, eliminate those distractions, but you're going to hear them no matter what. So what, what's your advice to these guys going into the into the game? Uh, shit. I mean, you kind of write about what you said about me. I am kind of just like I always felt like I was just wired different, even coming up like. Like, I just kind of never gave a damn who, like, I was going against. And so when other people gas the team up and, and, and hype them up, I'm just like, all right, like, you know, it's, it's just a bigger target. Like, I just want to, like, knock down and just want to kill. And I've always just, like, wanted to kill those guys. So for me, like, I would hear it, you know, analysts, everybody, just, like, um, trying to think of a, a good term to say instead of saying something completely – crazy nah just analysts analyst just dick riding this team for no reason you know like um i think this team is just like whatever like always has been to me and like i mean i just i just want to go out there and kill so like dudes like it, it's just your mindset some dudes i know like they get nervous because because a lot of dudes from iowa you know they grow up with this rivalry they know what it means and they pick they pick one school or the other that's essentially how it goes a lot of the Iowa guys I came in not really understanding this rivalry freshman year they didn't shake my hand and I was like well fuck these guys forever and so that's kind of how the, the the anger started in my blood truthfully but um you know you just got to do what works for you if, if you're a dog and you know you you like to go you want to be the big dog you got to go take down the big dogs uh we got the trophy right now if I'm not mistaken correct oh yeah because we beat that ass last year. So we're the big dogs. So they come into our house. Our house. I don't care about the history. All that mystical shit doesn't matter. They got to come to our house and take the trophy. So we'll see what they got when they show up. In our state. It's a yeah. cyclone. 10 to 7. We did beat that ass. Yeah, we what beat that ass. What a great game. I don't care the score. We beat, beat that ass. 99-yard <laughs> drive to cap it off. My boy X, touchdown. Get the fuck out of there. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, the, the funniest part about Decker's driving 99 yards downfield was it later came out that he had a $500 bet on It was a bar bet, so let's be honest. It, it probably never came to fruition, but dude just if turned I, into Tom Brady. He's got, like, I got $500 on the, on the line. I'm going 99 yeah. yards down the field, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, oh, that's a month's rent in the yellow ghetto yeah. or somewhere else in campus town. <laughs> it is. Damn. Miss Ames. Um, new players to watch. Players to watch. Um, ooh, can I say the whole offensive line? Because <laughs> I feel like that's yeah, all that you matters can. here. <laughs> um, that's always been the struggle with Iowa is they've definitely had us in the trenches and we've been at a disadvantage offense in the offensive line specifically. Defensively, we've stepped up up to the plate since uh. John Heacock's been around. So I don't think that matchup is as bad or as like one to look at um, as maybe past years. But I mean, this game is always garbage. I, I don't know how else to say it. Its nickname is El Asico. You and that's hate because this IHOP no, game. It's because it, it's like, it is the most like, it's the random number generator of games. It's like, it's like the mystery box of games and you never know what you're going to get. But for the most part, you know, you're going to get a lot of punting, some weird ass fucking turnovers, like Iowa fumbling at the one yard line, so that like they would have gone up fourteen to three. That game's over probably last year. Instead, they fumble, and then we we somehow score ninety nine yards. Like that kind of shit is just so like it's random. It, it does not make sense. You you and then the year before the Brees Hall fumble like turned into like yeah. was like a. Everything. or twenty one point swing. Yeah, like the game is is a mess. Honestly. It seriously is. Um, it's. I think I just saw an article that said since I believe it was like 2011 or something. They haven't. They don't. We don't. Never combined for even like 30 points in this game. It's. <laughs> it is. It is a punt fest and and like who doesn't fuck up too much. That's that's actually what it is. It's punt fest and who doesn't fuck up and. That Which is, is why Kirk Ferentz's team usually wins. They don't do much. They just usually they're usually, don't. They're usually yeah. good at not fucking up. So exactly. that's why I, I think, honestly, the, the offensive line is the most important player. You know, take away the quarterbacks and stuff. I, I think I think that and, you know, I, I think some 
uh, Jalen Noel's got to be a little bit more of a wide receiver one. He was pretty quiet this last week. We obviously didn't have a lot of like, you know, air, like we didn't really air it out that much, but he only had four catches for six yards. And someone's got to be like a guy that Rocco can turn to because we've normally yeah. had that. And I think especially in games like this, like we're going against one of the probably best defenses we're going to face this year, if not the best. Um, you know, Iowa has a good defense like they, they usually do. And someone's going to have to step up on the offensive end for it. So, Hakeem, give us some yep. insider information on the wide receiver room. Because I was going to ask you players to watch. So if you have anyone outside of the wide receiver room, definitely let us know. But I know you got some intel on uh, on our wide receivers. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've talked to the coaches. I mean, I, you know, I think I think it's a good room, top to bottom. Um, like I said, I'm I'm more close with uh, like Mauser, Coach Miles, whatever. You know, he's and our tight ends look sick. Well, yeah, like he, like we talk all the time. He's like, bro, I got these tight ends cooking up some shit, bro. Like you're not even gonna be ready. And I'm like, bro, just, like, just give me the final product, man. You know, but but they're excited about the tight ends, uh, the receivers. I've heard a lot about uh, number nine. I'm not sure of his name, but but Campbell Campbell said he's a great player. Uh, Thirteen, Noel. He, oh, he's that's Jaden Higgins. I, I didn't even. Yes. Yeah, he's um our starting uh, ex receiver. Yeah. Well, Campbell was pretty high on him when I talked to him. And uh, 13 is obviously, like, a good player. Like, I can just see that. It's, like, supernatural for him. Uh, so I don't think he'll have a problem getting off. Iowa's defense is just it's just so weird. Uh, I think the running backs will have to have a big day, and we have a group of them that will get off. So I'm not really too worried about this game, honestly. I think they need to figure out how to score points. Like, I think we'll be fine. I mean, we got – a defensive genius like in Haycock. So I'm not worried. They have to figure out how to beat us. It's like my mindset. I'm not worried about us beating them because I think we have a lot of different ways to score. I feel like on their play sheet, they have eight fucking plays and they just like <laughs> choose. So just 24 blast. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna run zone and they're going to run a run through every gap and then they're going to play action at some point and try and take a shot over top. So that's literally their whole game plan, and I think we have a lot of ways to score. So, Shieldhouse calls a good game. We win the game. It's pretty simple. I like it. Yeah, going back to the receivers, when the depth chart initially came out, I saw some people, you know, it, it says wide receiver Z, Aiden Bitter, or Dimitri Stanley. Dimitri obviously started for us last year and did some pretty great things. I don't think that's more of a – I don't think that's a knock on Dimitri. I just think that's more of a, a kind of an ode to Aiden Bitter. You know, he had a pretty sick catch last year. I don't know if you remember that, Newt. But um, I, I think that's just more so him really stepping into his own role and becoming kind of a leader of that wide receiver room. I know he's one of the more veteran players we have in that, you know, core unit. So I'm excited to see Aiden Bitter. I would say my player to watch, though, is... Uh, I, I don't uh, I knew I was going to say offensive line, but I, to be different, I'm just going to go with our defensive line because here's the thing. It's, yeah, they got to win. It, I just think it's the catalyst of the game just in general. Like I think the Iowa's O-line versus Iowa State's D-line. I mean, we played against you and I who just lost their offensive line coordinator who is really good. So I don't want to take too much out of it. But we know that Dominique Orange was a huge recruit. Tyler Onyadim was great. And we just looked incredible. We looked almost unblockable. So to have a really good test against Iowa's O-line, who actually didn't look that incredible against Utah State. And also, Cade McNamara, who's hurt, I think that's the catalyst of the game. If we win our defensive line against their O-line, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to have Cade McNamara injured. I, I don't want that. No one does. Cause you want to be our best against their best, but man, it, it, you, anything can happen in that situation. We, if Spencer Peters at all steps on that field, it is game over. Like there, he was the reason we won last year. Like, let's be honest. So oh, I think Cade Mac. Yeah. Yeah. The old quarterback who's still worst on player, the team. Worst player in college football. Worst player in college football. Like yeah. There's no oh my gosh. After that game, I would have transferred immediately. I would have said, this, Oh yeah. This, your tenure here is done. It's time to go. 
the worst part was they didn't have any quarterback that was better than him. And I was talking with Sony, my Hawkeye friend, saying, I am not biased. I think he is the worst D1 quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And I was kind of going through the portfolio of Iowa State in the <laughs> 2000s. And we've had a handful of quarterbacks that weren't the best. Holy shit. I would take every single one of our quarterbacks we've had over Spencer Petrus. It, it was terrible. So nonetheless, I hope Cade stays healthy. I really do. But I think Iowa's O-line is a little worse this year than they have been in years past. Our defensive line looks incredible. And I think that's where we could really mess up the Hawkeyes. So I'm excited for that. I think our defensive line is going to eat. And, man, I, I just think I love our entire defense. Our DBs look incredible. I love having Gary Vaughn. Caleb Bacon looked incredible. And apparently Campbell said he didn't even see him like when he was kind of recruit, like when he was recruited into Iowa State until he just started winning all of these matchups against big players like I think um, Jake Hummel. Like he was besting him in, in practice. And Campbell Ooh. like turned his head. He's like, who the hell is this Bacon guy? So yeah, I yeah. love our defense. I think they're just going to kill it. Yeah. Hummel, Sorry, that was, was a huge guy. ramble there, man. No, no, no. You're good. Hummel was a guy. If you're beating Hummel's ass, you, you're about something. Exactly. Hummel, another uh, Dowling Catholic representer. Love that. Um, in your high school days. Hey, Hakeem, did you know that I won a state championship in football in high school? It's no big deal. I did not. Is that it, Was that in Iowa? It was in Iowa. Have, have you won a state championship? I haven't in anything. Uh, you know, it's ah. definitely something I regret. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to hear that. You know, um, <laughs> hey, when I try out for the XFL Battle Hawks next year, make sure you tell Coach Beck that um, this guy won a state championship. One I, catch I for 12 yards up. in the game. I, I, I won't bring that up, but good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Need someone on my side. All right. I did want to ask about just your games against Iowa. Clearly, you never had a chance to beat them. What game, looking back at it, irks you the most? So this is probably, this is a not fun question, but I kind of like to get that fire out of you sometimes. Uh, yeah. Um. Damn. I would say, uh, I, I, I mean, I kind of think back to literally every game, uh, truthfully. My freshman year, I was a red shirt. Uh, I feel like we lost that that game on maybe like four different plays. I can like go back to and just point them out. It was like a punt that was bad. Uh, they faked something. We had like a safety miss a coverage and they scored over top. That was crazy. Uh, redshirt freshman year, I think we played in Iowa. That was just a bad game all around. They were beating the shit out of us. That was Campbell's first year. They were just that was three to forty two. That was a yeah. that was a tough one. That one was yeah. terrible. I went to Iowa City <laughs> to watch that, and I I was so depressing. Yeah, that was that was a bad <laughs> one. Cause I I got hurt that game literally at the the very end. Like I thought my career was over. It blew my whole knee out, but it was like some shit that didn't even matter um didn't you have two touchdowns i, I know you had no, one touchdown no, from no, no, park no. not not that game that was no that was campbell's second year we played oh i'm thinking of 2017 you're right okay right, right. sorry about the, that the next year we played at iowa state me and park had a day because they were yeah this is me just being fucking crazy again um they were talking about uh because i had a good game versus you and i and they were talking about the Josh Jackson uh, DB, and they were saying like this kid's a first round draft pick, and I'm like, I'm watching film, I'm like I don't see it, like I just don't see it, and so uh, they thought he's gonna guard Allen the whole game, but he came and guarded me like in the slot on third down, and so I literally just remember like laughing like the first time he came, I'm like I'm like this is exactly what the fuck I wanted, like it's time to like it's time to bring it, and so scored twice on him literally. Uh, called a great game. They just made a fucking long-ass run at the end. Uh, the Wadley kid, I was like, this is the best running back I've ever fucking seen, the way he was playing. That shit was crazy. Dude, he had an incredible highlight against our defense. It's, yeah. Uh, it's hard to rewatch because it was just so damn good. <laughs> it was it was crazy. And then uh, my last year there, that's when so, uh, Kyle got hurt. Yep. Yeah. That one was such a shitty game to to watch. I'm sure it was shitty to play in. Three to thirteen at Kinnick Stadium. I hated that one. Yeah, they kind of game planned me out of the entire game. Like I was I always tell this story, like, but like 
I was getting pressed by the DB. He was pushing me aside to the linebacker who was hitting me. And then I'm getting to the safety corners underneath. I'm like, there's not shit I can do for my team right now. I was like, somebody has to be open. And I feel fucking terrible because they're just taking me completely out of the game. But the worst game you is You still led our team in receiving yards, though. That game? <laughs> Three for 35. Yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, that's fucking terrible. Which is honestly a decent day for a lot of uh, receivers at Iowa State, but... No, not me, not me. I, I always wanted 100. I was, I was like, even when I was playing only third downs, I'm like, if I just catch this ball... Like, if you look at, like, my... The year Allen was there, his last year, that might have been the year before I left, 2017. Yeah. I had a lot of games for like one catches, one catch for like 60, 70, 80 yards. Cause I'm just like, I don't know when this shit's coming back to me. So I got to score right now. So that's why all my plays look so crazy. Cause I was like, I have no idea when this ball is coming back. So I got to score. That's what I loved about your mentality. You mentioned that with us on our first, the first time we interviewed you, uh, the non barstool one, the outside the lines one. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just love that. You're like, I, I, I'm player. I play receiver. I don't get the ball every single play like the quarterback. So when I have it, I'm just going to make sure I, I literally hold this ball as long as I possibly can. And ideally score. It's yes, a great I mentality have to, to have. Have to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I do want to talk about Seth Anderson. I don't think you've seen this Hakeem, but Newt and I were talking about it just a little bit. Um, he was a wide receiver for the Hawkeyes. He scored a touchdown. The first touchdown pass. Actually, this is wild. So, Cade McNamara, the offensive, or in the, oh my gosh, what am I saying? Brian Ferentz in uh, Iowa's offense scored their first touchdown pass on the first drive of the season since I think it was 1996 yeah. or something. They don't score very often, especially on the first drive of the season. So, he scored that touchdown as like a 35-yard pass. Um, I think his D- DB just like tripped over his own feet and it was a wide open pass. Anyway, this week they asked him, you know, what are you seeing just scouting Iowa State's defense? And he said, a lot of opportunity in a good way or a bad way. And he looked at them and smiled and said, oh, in a good way. I don't know. That's not the most bulletin board material, material ever. But when you go into a hate week, how does that affect the rest of the Iowa State locker room? Does that... It's got to fire you up. Like, if you're the head coach for Iowa, if you're Kirk Ferentz, you're like, dude, just shut the hell up. We don't need that out there. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts from a player perspective and from a coach perspective? Um, From a player perspective, like, I mean, don't talk shit. That's always my mindset. Like, I never talk shit to anybody unless you say something to me first. I'm literally looking this kid up right now because I remember <laughs> seeing the play, and uh, I was like, this motherfucker almost like dropped it and he like fell on his head and he was wide ass open like (laughs) like but yeah this kid I mean I don't know what he sees because like I tweeted last year TJ Tampa is definitely one of my favorite cornerbacks like I've seen in Iowa State uniform we've had some great ones though PV uh Jamal Wiltz we've had a lot of great corners great safety Cotton Moya was really good Oh, Kamari. Yeah, Kamari always made a play somehow. I still don't really understand. I'm just like, damn. But we've had a lot of great DBs and corners. Like, why is he – what opportunities? He's acting like – you know, don't – this kid got me all fired up already. But uh, <laughs> but Good. Bro, we, have a, we have a mastermind at Coach Haycock. Like, we know exactly what they're going to do. The same shit they've been doing for the past fucking, like you said, 30 years. Like, him catching one touchdown is not, like, waking us up at night. From, like, a player standpoint, coaching standpoint, oh, like, he just pissed off Haycock now. Like, there's no telling what's going to happen. So, good luck to that kid. I, I mean, we'll we'll see what opportunities he get. I, I'll be tweeting back at you guys about how he has fucking one catch for 16 yards. <laughs> good. I love it. Yeah, you know. I don't know if it's the best idea when you have DBs like Miles Purchase, Jeremiah Cooper, Bo Freeler. Dude, like Bo Freeler, if he sees that guy coming across the middle and he has a chance to get a shot on him, I don't know. That I, I played offense, and, and my, my mentality was always never talk shit because, A, I'm not good enough to back it up, but also, B, I, I think that fires up the defense. Like, you can play with your head on fire when you're – on the defensive side of the ball. But I think offensively you have to kind of have your mind wrapped around the game. And I've seen people who get super pissed off and they'll, 
let a DB get in their head and then they'll cook him on the route, but they'll drop the ball because they're just in their own head. So I don't know. They're putting a lot of fire and just throwing gasoline on, you know, the Iowa state DBs. And I, I don't think, I don't know. It's not the most, glorifying bulletin board material out there, but it's the only one out there. And so they're going to use it as fuel to their fire. And, oh, man, yeah, I, I'm yeah, excited I, to watch him play this yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I just read it. I mean, he's new to the team, so he honestly doesn't know clearly about the rivalry and what he's getting into. But, I mean, uh, like, he'll find out. But, like I said, like, they're, Iowa State, like, we have a great defense, like, a great DBs. Like, our defense has never been in question. Like, since Haycock has showed up, it has never been in question. Like, I don't even really truly understand what this guy's talking about with opportunity. Like, when have they taken advantage of any opportunity? They scored fucking, what, three points last year or some shit like that? Like, we are not worried. And I mean, against, Seven whole points. against you and I, like, ten points, too, and that was when our second teamers came in. And so, yeah, sorry, New, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, you're good. I, I was just saying they only scored seven last year, so yeah. Um, but I, I think it's funny. Like he did call not just the secondary, but the entire defense. And I don't know. I'm a big fan of don't say shit because you never know how. Like I'm not someone who ever got motivated by like bulletin board or whatever. But there are people that really ride on that shit. So it's always just best not to to poke the bear here. But, yeah, um, and defense can hit you for no reason. I think people forget about that. Like, you can just be walking and defense can hit you and it's legal. So, yeah, yeah. you know, just shut the hell up is my best advice. Man, who is that one? I, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Actually, it's probably a good thing I'm forgetting his name. Who is that one Baylor defensive player that punched David Montgomery while David was wearing his helmet? Oh, some some idiot. Jesus Christ. I mean, I want to know because he blocked Baylor. us. I meet he, dudes from Baylor all the time. Oh yeah, Baylor, was that one? They always bring that up. We don't need to say his name. I I I can't. I would. It would. It's no honestly sparking me that I can't remember it. I Damn remember it y'all told me, me that he blocked he blocked y'all. I remember that. I remember that. And like, dude, we make fun of we make fun of us. We make fun of our own fan base. Like, we make yeah. fun of everyone and everything. And the first time, like, he saw a meme about us, like. Or, or uh, me post a meme about him. He slid in our DMs, said, I'll kick your ass. And I'm like, dude, uh, well, first of all, yeah, you, yes, you would kick my ass. Like, good for <laughs> you, man. But also, like, you're you're DMing me that you'd kick my ass. Like, how are you going to kick my ass? I'll yeah. kick my own ass if he – yeah, okay. If, if he comes to Ames and I'll be there, TCU, so – Someone get this out to him because we're blocked by him, but let him know that I'll be in Ames for the TCU game. And if he sees there, if he sees me there, then I'll kick my own ass. Is that fair? <laughs> TCU has their own problems to worry about. They need to focus on them for real. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Before we get into final score predictions, because we're gonna do that before we head out. Oof. Um. I just I just think it's so funny that Donald Trump is going to be there, like literally coming to the state of Iowa where people either love you or hate you coming to the Cyhawk game where everyone is already so hostile. This is going to be the most fired up crowd ever. And I just think him coming is the best and worst thing possible because it is going to get everyone that much more fired up in probably the most hilarious way. I but think- it has made Cyhawk Twitter terrible this week. It's, it's yeah. made it like almost impossible to go on twitter because of it that's definitely more for the fans than the players i think he he honestly came to iowa state i want to say my freshman year when we first played iowa for the same game like he came to iowa state i remember that so this ain't his first time there for sure but no. i think for the fans it is definitely gonna be uh it, it'll be a a sight for sure you know however you feel about the guy <laughs> i hope they figure out the ticketing shit because Pollard oh, no. hasn't really, hasn't really said much terrible. about that, and everyone was bitching about it, and basically was, was like, yeah, just go in the game earlier was his solution, and it's he was saying – he was telling people to go in at one. Well, sell, sell booze the in the stadium yeah. if they want us to go in earlier. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Man. Or just like – like the ticketing thing was they got rid of that you can't screen cap stuff like tickets. You have to like do it through whatever, the, the ticketing app, and it's – that's really hard for old people. I had to send my parents screen caps of all their games when they go to it. I'm like, hey, here's the ticket. Here's a QR code. And then you also are in a place where the like the cell phone service is spotty and sketchy as hell. It's just 
it's which apparently has improved for Verizon customers. I, I did read that too. <laughs> did, can you can you attest to it, Akeem? You were just there. How how'd your phone work this last I week? I mean, I'm on T-Mobile. T-Mobile has always been shit. We'll continue. Hell yeah, <laughs> I'm T-Mobile gang too. It, it won't ever stop being shit. So uh, I can't really attest. My phone was still slow as hell, and I think uh, I was there like the entire process from like with the guys. Like I think I came in the locker room after the spirit walk and then went on the field when they were on the field for warmups. And it wasn't a lot of people in the stadium, which, like, I wasn't, like, used to because I always felt like it was, like, people were coming in at that time. I was really bad with the timing. But um, when they went into the locker room, which means it was probably maybe an hour before the game started, they were, like, there were still people, like, outside the gates. Like, they hadn't let people in yet. I was confused at the whole process and why it, like, was moving slow as it was because it looked like it was super backed up. Mm, yeah. Figure it out, Pollard. Now, no, it's gonna, Ansel, it's Ansel Ansel here. I, I did see the tweet. It was like it was. It's gonna be even worse with Secret Service in town and the Cyhawk. Like, it's gonna be crazy. They, like, I was gonna go back up for this week, but I, I can't. I can't force myself to go through that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a shit show. The last time I went to Cyhawk, um, you know what? I don't think we have enough listeners for me to feel too bad telling the story. So I think I'm going to tell a quick story. Are you guys okay with story time really quick? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, hurry up. Hey guys, this is Mason. So as I'm editing this, I'm realizing, you know, this story really has nothing to do with the upcoming Cyhawk matchup. You don't need to listen to this story. It's not even that good. So I just want y'all to know you might be wasting your time. If you want to skip right ahead, then definitely hit that 15 second skip button exactly 17 times and it will take you right back to our Cyhawk preview for this upcoming Saturday. So, see you guys soon. Okay, so this was Cyhawk. It was the college game day Cyhawk, okay? And, you know, we're drinking, as everyone does. Sue me, okay? <laughs> anyway, so I'm just at my parents' tailgate tossing back some brewskis turned to my now wife girlfriend at the time said hey i gotta go to the bathroom great i'll come with you so we waddle on over to the bathroom and guess what the bathroom line is a mile long it's a mile long and so i look at taylor and i just said hey there is no chance i'm going to be able to wait the in this line I, I saw like how slowly it was moving i just said there's no chance so i walked over to the rv park talked with three or four different people in that area. And I said, Hey, I would not be asking unless this were an emergency. Can I please go in and use your facilities? And every single one of them told me, no, I couldn't believe it. I thought people were nice in Iowa. They thought <laughs> you were going to so, like yak or something, dude. Like if, if some random, fair. like drunk college looking kid came up to me, he's like, can I go in your RV and, and shit or whatever? I'm like, not get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Dude. And shit it was just crazy. <laughs> it was just number one. It was just number one. And so then I go back in line because Taylor's holding my spot, and she's just annoyed of me because I just I just ditched her ass, and now I'm back sitting in line with her after she's holding my spot, and like I'm bouncing up and down. Everything is terrible. And the guy in front of me says, "Hey man, if you want, you can cut me." And I'm like, "Dude, this line's a mile long. I appreciate the offer, but." they wouldn't really make any difference anyway fast forward and i shit you not 35 minutes took me 35 i was in this line for 45 minutes finally get up to the front i'm like oh my gosh i'm up next but the entire time i'm waiting in line we haven't spoken about anything except for the fact that i have to pee so bad so taylor who also has to pee is like hey you're making me have to pee even more just because you're talking about it nonstop. so at this point my my vision is blurred all of a sudden I'm hearing this ringing in my ears and my girlfriend at the time was like, just staring at me like, like, just stop talking about it. Just stop talking about it. And I can't hear her at this point. I can barely even see her. And all of a sudden I just go, I'm peeing. And I just start peeing myself. I just start peeing myself. And I, <laughs> I, I snap out of it really quick. And I kind of, I come back to my senses and I'm like, no, I'm good. And I like suck it all back in. And I'm like, I'm peeing again. And this is, I'm very, I'm at the very front of the line. I was literally up next. I was absolutely up next. And then the guy who literally said I could have cut him comes out of the porta potty. I push my girlfriend out of the way. I run into the porta potty, close the door, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how bad is this? And so I take a camera, kind of put it in between my legs, take a picture to see, because I didn't have the angle, you know, to look. And I was wearing khaki shorts, and oh my gosh, it was so, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. 
And so I just, you know, finished peeing in the porta potty and I thought to myself, there is a mile line or a mile long line of people waiting to come in. And every time someone opens the door, everyone looks at them because like, oh, thank goodness someone's, you know, opening a porta potty for us. And so I didn't know what to do. So I just open up the door and I immediately walk away, like way off to the side. And I'm slowly scanning the line of people in the porta potty, seeing that no one has seen me yet. No one has seen me. And as, as I get, as I like kind of continue to scan through the line, this group of two guys just to the left of me are just staring at me wide eyed, like just waiting for me to say something to them. So I just go up to them. I said, yeah, let's just call a spade a spade. I just pissed my pants. They laughed their <laughs> ass off and I walked away. And then, um, I had to air dry my pants before I went into the game in my parents' car. And they had all left for the game at this point, which was good. So I was just like in my lonesome in the car, like putting the air vent, basically shooting at my crotch, trying to dry it off. And then um, everyone comes back from the game because of the rain delay. And so then like my parents and all of their tailgate was like, oh, why are you guys still here? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I had to take a work phone call. And they all bought it because they're idiots. So that was the story about my last um, trip to Ames for the Cyhawk game. Mm-hmm. I don't intend on doing it anytime soon because that kind of ruined me. That game was terrible. I was at it too. And it was the muff punk game. It was the muff punk game. And the the delays and shit was ridiculous. We also hung out at your tailgate every time. Anytime they announced a delay, I just walked out of the stadium and went to your parents' tailgate and ripped another beer. <laughs> Did you know that I was sitting there with like piss in my pants at that point? I'm sure you probably mentioned it, but I don't know if I really remember it. So um, I remember after that game, I, I like thought we were going to win and whatnot. And then after the muff punt, I didn't speak for an hour and a half. I just sat there like silent. <laughs> I was like, I just flew back to Ames, Iowa. I spent like $350 on a plane ticket. I yeah. spent $200 on a game ticket. And I just watched them lose in one of like the worst ways possible. And then I did it again two years later. When we had the Brees Hall fumble, and I was like, sick, this is just deja vu. So I don't think I can go back for the Cy Hockey yeah. anymore either, because every time I've gone, it's just been horrendous, like heartbreaking shit. So I'm just going to keep watching it from afar. Um, That's fair. Hakeem, you're not going to be there, unfortunately. Have you pissed your pants at a Cy Hawk game recently? <laughs> No, I was I was gonna tell you that you're a better man than me for standing in line. I would have found a tree and it would have been would have been, you know, me me helping the earth a little bit. Yeah, you know, looking back at it, I was like in the um what what do you call it? I think it was the uh shit, I, I don't know. It was right by the entrance of Jack Trice. So I would have a jaunt of a walk to go to like the haunted forest or something to do that. And yeah, no, looking back at it, I should have done that it. Probably would have been quicker, yeah. It probably yeah. would have been quicker. You should have just gone yeah. into the stadium with your ticket and then pissed and then walked back out because that would probably be quicker too. Dude, part of me was about to just piss on the side of the porta potty, but the, it was you. You saw it. It was the busiest I've ever seen Ames, and so I would have probably gotten arrested at that point. So I think pissing my pants was the right move. If you know, looking back at it with hindsight, I think, and it was also pretty empowering. You know, it's it's a hard thing to to do to have a grown adult pissed themselves and yeah I, I think i came out of it a better man you didn't you didn't you lost i, th- I think i did <laughs> i think i did um okay one last thing before we close out swarm is a gross name for a beer it just dawned upon me a couple weeks ago swarm like i get the whole nil thing i i know that the i think what it's the, like what the hell is when that they, so Iowa State has like three different beers and even a vodka that basically I I think all profits or at least a cut of the profits go to the NIL We Will Collective. So it's essentially like, hey, get drunk off our own beer and also support your Iowa State athletes. So Iowa did that and they only have one beer called Swarm. And it's like, oh, do you want a Swarm beer? It's like it's like a mix between like, I don't know, piss and warm like (laughs) It's just a bad name, bad branding. Yeah, that that sounds like shit, truthfully. It would yeah. make me piss my pants again. Imagine only having one NIL beer, too. Could not be my team. <laughs> I, they they might have came out with another beer since since they might have came out with another one. 
But anyway, yeah. it, but who gives a shit? Imagine not having at least four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, anything else before we uh, close out? Hakeem, do you want to give the Hawkeyes any bulletin board material before we close out? I think I've said enough, truthfully. Um, they come to us. They got to show us. You know, We got the trophy. They got to come take it. So hopefully I'm not eating his words. I don't think I will. I think we have a great team top to bottom uh, with the best coach in the country. So I'm good. Hell yeah. Best coach in the country, Taylor Mouse. All right. Oh. Newt, anything? <laughs> No, no, I'm all good. All right. Well, if you made it this far, go treat yourself to a beer at BNC Fieldhouse. Maybe one that will actually go to our We Will Collective. So shout out to We Will Collective, support our NIL fund and our, you know, favorite cyclone, football, basketball, all of our athletes. And without further ado, we will close up. Roll clones. Are we doing the score prediction? Oh my gosh, we forgot score predictions. <laughs> All right, I'll go last. I'll put myself in timeout for a little bit. No, no, I'll go last. I'll go last. I'll go last. All right, All right. Let him, you go, go first. All right. Um. So the line is Iowa minus four. The anyone want to guess what the over under is for this game? I, I never understand the whole line thing, but uh. Oh, I, spoken like a true. Oh, I don't know how to bet. Type <laughs> dude, Iowa State. You went to player, Iowa huh? State. You should know how to gamble. I swear, I swear, but, uh, I never, I've never ever played the sports bet in my life. Like I truly don't get the line, the over under. I get the over under because that's never like, placed the sports bet on your phone. Maybe. No, never <laughs> ever. You're you're pleading ignorance very well here, Hakeem. I I'm, I think I'm being, I might believe you. Like, see, that's I honestly think he's being serious. I'm so serious. Like I don't. I, I don't. I go the to line, people, but I play slots. The line means blackjack. Oh, sorry, Hakeem. No, go ahead. The Black line Jackson. means that like if Iowa's minus four, you could if you bet Iowa, then they have to win by at least four points or more. If they win by four, exactly, it's a push. So the bet is like even. You just get your money back. But if they win by five or more then you win the bet and then you could bet like the opposite would be like you could obviously bet iowa state plus four which means you'd get four points added to the final score and if iowa state exceeds iowa score so as long as they like won or lost by less than three points your bet would win as well oh so so like so like vegas thinks we'll lose correct yeah oh they could suck a dick too (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh, you, you asked over under though right so over under is just total amount of points. So yeah, I got. I would guess twenty. <laughs> I, I think, think that's the biggest would say. I'm gonna go thirty-one and a half, Newt. It's it's thirty-six or thirty-six and a half at some wow. books. Yeah, I'm hammering the under. Hammer. The <laughs> I don't know. We're due for a weird fucking game. Like we're due. For, like the last. That is true. Forty, forty-four, forty-one overtime game in a little bit, and that happened like twice in the last whatever. They uh, don't. They don't have thir- thirteen years. So, um, you know, yeah. you're actually right. It almost trades off every single year. Um, it, it's either a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game. Let me see here. Do you know? Do we know how it's we did in low 2020? Scoring for a while. It, it, yeah, it's been low scoring for a while. It has. Uh, you're right. The last high scoring one was pretty much uh well, 2021 was 27 to 17, but yeah, Hakeem's 2017 year with two touchdowns that was like in the 40s. That was an electric game. Sucked seeing the outcome though. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new final score. Um. I don't know. I definitely feel more confident about Iowa State going into this game. But it, it, I don't know. I just I, – I've never felt good about going this game. So I, I'm going to – I'm going to – I don't want to be that guy. But I feel like I'm going to be that guy. Just say it. No, you have to. All right. It's going to be 17-14 Iowa. And they're going to probably win on some field goal towards the end. Ew. I don't know. I okay, Hakeem, you'll be last. I'm going 17-14 Iowa State. I uh, that was exactly the score I was thinking of, New. But um, I do not think. Uh, I don't think I was as good as I anticipated them, or their O line were as bad as I thought we were gonna be. Um, 
Yeah. So I think it's going to be close. I think if you would have asked me this at the start, like literally one week ago before I saw either of these teams play, I would have probably said that Iowa will comfortably win by like maybe a touchdown or more. Um, but so I'm glad you honestly bet that because we did our preseason predictions and we got roasted. Hakeem, Hakeem killed us for putting <laughs> the L on the, on the Cyhawk game. But I'm going back after watching week one, seeing how just great our defensive line is. And also, I, I think our old line has improved quite a bit. I mean, it's got to with, I think it's Ryan Clancy is his name, Ryan Clanton, maybe. Um, I, I think that's where we have the advantage. Cause I, I also think I was O-line is worse than I thought. Um, now I was defense is always going to be pretty good. It's going to be a hard fought battle, but yeah, I bias removed. I genuinely think Iowa State's going to win 17, 14, I hate to piggyback off your final score and just flip-flop it, but 17-14 clones win. Hakeem. Yes. Um, you know, I wanted to do just a Google search to see what they won by last game and then found out that the quarterback kind of got hurt a little bit. Um, doesn't really change my score. My score will be the same regardless. I think Iowa sucks dick. Um, I just don't think <laughs> – I don't think they can put up points like just because they score points versus Utah State or whatever. It doesn't really like prove anything to me. Historically, they're just not good at putting up points, especially versus yep. us and our defense. Uh, so uh, I think Rocco has a big game. I think two touchdowns from the tight ends. I think we have a wide receiver with the big game and our defense goes crazy and uh, really, really shows out. Um, I'm thinking like... 37 to like six, truthfully. <laughs> Nearly 40 points against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. I like it. I think I think that's gonna happen actually. And the over is still gonna barely hit because Iowa maybe scores a touchdown. The the only <laughs> the only problem is uh just their offense. I mean they're they're gonna run the ball versus us. They think they can do that. But like I said before, I think I think our D line is just like big strong as hell so they can't just zone and move us out the way anymore and contrary to popular belief I think our O-line is like I think our O-line is like ready to like take that step and I think this is be a big game for them uh they're big as hell all of them so I think it's our turn to run the ball I think our running backs really have a day I really think that's that's who wins it like the game for us our running backs and our tight ends will win the game for us I love it. I agree with you. I think the running backs could have a could carry a big load this this game. But pause, 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 pause. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I heard it, and I was hoping no one else would call me out for it. <laughs> no, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, they might be carrying a big load this game. I don't, I don't know what the you know pregame rituals look like, Akeem. You can fill me in on that. Hey man, that that has nothing to do with me, man. I'm talking football. Here. <laughs> <laughs> all right you know that that's a good place for us to end it so yeah. we will wrap it up there um excited for a great game this weekend if you're going to jack trice cheer very loud for us we won't be able to make it unfortunately but appreciate you all for tuning in go have a beer at bnc on me it's not really on me but just tell tell ben you know mason sent me and maybe he'll give you you know half off i don't know just tell him it's from me he, he might do something but thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, roll clones. Roll clones, baby. Roll clones.